Welcome, everybody. This is the Endless Horizon Podcast, Episode 1. I am your host, Ondo. Uh, this is our first episode ever. Um, if you haven't already, check out the trailer. That way you can get the scoop of what the podcast is about and what you can expect. Um, Endless Horizon is a podcast that was created to show you that your past does not define your future. Uh, and no matter the obstacle and difficult you may face, you have everything within your power to create the life of your dreams. And I want you to know that your life's potential is infinite. Thus, the horizon is endless. And that is why I named the show Endless Horizon. Guys, before I get started, I want to ask you for a big favor. Um, any episodes, including this one, if you get value from or the message resonates with you and you think it's going to make a difference in the lives of somebody else, please share it. Uh, this is an organic movement. Um, the only way that uh, this expands and impacts the lives of people or the amount of people that I'm hoping to uh, impact is going to be because of your help. And I'm asking you today to do that. So with every episode, if it brought value to you, which I know it will, um, please share it with somebody. Um, I'm fairly active on Instagram. Uh, the YouTube channel will be up uh, fairly soon once I have an editor. And matter of fact, if you're watching this or, or listening to this, I am hiring for a full-time um, editor right now. Um, before I dive into the podcast of today, I, I want to give you a sneak peek of what it's going to be about. I'm going to keep it about 15 to 20 minutes, but I want you to really, really pay attention. If you're driving, I understand uh, you're multitasking, so do your best. If you're sitting down, try to uh, eliminate all noise, all interruptions. I want you to fully indulge yourself in what I'm about to read. Um, today's podcast, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about suffering. And that is something that a lot of people are going through right now. And um, those of you that are in the holistic life and um, therapy field know that suffering oftentimes is a choice. Pain, unfortunately, is inevitable. And I was thinking about this last night. And I recall reading a book called New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And there was a scene that he um, eloquently writes about that, that really touched me. And I want to share that portion with you. Um, if you haven't read it already, I think it's going to really create perspective on life and what truly matters and how you can go about um, overcoming some of these difficult times. Let me just pull this up right now. When I was seeing people as a counselor and spiritual leader, I would visit a woman twice a week whose body was riddled with cancer. She was a school teacher in her mid-40s and had been given no more than a few months to live by her doctors. Sometimes a few words were spoken during those visits, but mostly we would sit together in silence. And as we did, she had first, her first glimpses of the stillness within herself that she never knew existed during her busy life as a school teacher. So in this passage, you can correlate it to the quarantine that a lot of people are in where they're experiencing something that they're not used to. Their busy lives have stopped and now they have to spend time with themselves or others 
And there's a level of stillness that's uncomfortable for people to experience because it's been absent from their lives. One day, however, I arrived to find her in a state of great distress and anger. What happened? I asked. Her diamond ring of great monetary as well as sentimental value had disappeared. And she said she was sure it had been stolen by the woman who came to look after her for a few hours every day. She said she didn't understand how anybody could be so callous and heartless as to do this to her. She asked me whether she would confront the woman or whether it would be better to call the police immediately. As you can imagine, this lady is in great distress because she's lost something of value to her. I said I couldn't tell her what to do, but asked her to find out how important a ring or anything else was at this point in her life. You don't understand, she said. This was my grandmother's ring. I used to wear it every day until I got ill and my hands became too swollen. It's more than just a ring to me. How can I, be not, how can I not be upset? The quickness of her response and anger and defensiveness in her voice were indications that she had not yet become present enough to look within and to disentangle her reaction from the event and observe them both. Her anger and defensiveness were signs that the ego was still speaking through her. I said, I'm going to ask you a few questions, but instead of answering them now, see if you can find the answers within you. I will pause briefly after each question. When an answer comes, it may not necessarily come in the form of words. She said she was ready to listen. I asked, Do you realize that you will have to let go of the ring at some point, perhaps quite soon? How much more time do you need before you will be ready to let go of it? Will you become less when you let, it, let go of it? Has who you are become diminished by the loss? As you can imagine, somebody being on the receiving end of these questions, it's quite profound, right? It asks for a lot of introspection. There were a few minutes of silence after the last question. When she started speaking again, there was a smile on her face and she seemed at peace. The last question made me realize something important. First, I went to my, I went to my mind for an answer and my mind said, yes, of course you have been diminished. Then I asked myself the question again, has who I am become diminished? This time I tried to feel rather than think the answer. And suddenly I could feel my I amness. I have never felt that before. If I can feel that I am so strongly, then who I am hasn't diminished at all. I can still feel it now. Something peaceful but very alive. This is the joy of being, I said. You can only feel it when you get out of your head. Being must be felt. It can't be thought. The ego doesn't know about it because thought is what it consists of. The ring was really in your head as a thought that you, could, that you confused with the sense of I am. You thought the I am or part of it was in the ring. Whatever the ego seeks and gets attached to are substitutes for being that it cannot feel. You can value and care for things, but whenever you get attached to them, you will know it's the ego and you are never really attached to a thing, but to a thought that has I, me, or mine in it. Whenever you completely accept the loss, you go beyond ego 
and who you are. The I am, which is consciousness itself, emerges. She said, now I understand something Jesus said that never made much sense to me before. If someone takes your shirt, let him have your coat as well. That's right, I said. It doesn't mean you should never lock your door. All it means is that sometimes letting things go is an act of far greater power than defending or hanging on. In the last few weeks of her life, as her body became weaker, she became more and more radiant, as if light were shining through her. She gave many of her possessions away, some to the women she thought had stolen the ring. Woman. And with each thing she gave away, her joy deepened. When her mother called me to let me know she had passed away, she also mentioned that after her death, they found her ring in the medicine cabinet in the bathroom. Did the woman return the ring? Or had it been there all the time? Nobody will ever know. One thing we do know, life will give you whatever experience is most helpful for the evolution of your consciousness. How do you know this is the experience you need? Because this is the experience you're having at the moment, at this moment. By the way, guys, that is probably the most profound quotes I've ever read or heard in my life. I use it all the time, anytime I'm going through something difficult. And we're going to talk about this uh, in a little bit. Is it wrong then to be proud of one's possessions or to feel resentful toward people to have more than you? Not at all. That sense of pride or needing to stand out, the apparent enhancement of oneself through more than and and diminishment through less than is neither right or no wrong. It is the ego. The ego isn't wrong. It's just unconscious. When you observe the ego in yourself, you are beginning to go beyond it. Don't take the ego too seriously. When you detect egoic behavior in yourself, smile. At times you may even laugh. How could humanity have been taken in by this for so long? Above all, know that the ego isn't personal. It isn't who you are. If you consider the ego to be your personal problem, that's just more ego. So that was a lot uh, to digest and consume. But if you were paying attention, you probably got goosebumps at some point uh, of this passage. When I first read this, um, I went back and listened to it, I think like three or four times. It really hit home for me. And the reason I'm sharing this with you right now is because during these difficult times, our ego is overactive. Our ego is creating scenarios in our head by the means of our thoughts and causing panic and fear that we're having a really difficult time overcoming. And if you're listening to this, I want you to know that you have the full power to diminish any power that the ego has over you. It's not easy, but it's quite simple. And here's how. If you're having a thought, that's the ego. So whether good or bad, it's the ego. And in these times, if the thoughts are triggering panic and fear and anxiety, and are leading you to uncertainty, 
leading you to uh, to feelings and emotions of depression, helplessness, hopelessness. I want you to know that that is not you. That is your ego. Playing these scenarios in your head. The ego likes to predict what's going to happen. It's a predicting machine. And it, when it can't predict, it throws your whole body in for a loop. Now I'm talking like I'm this expert in ego. And the reality is I'm not, guys. I've just read enough to know that um, it helps to arm yourself with the knowledge so you know what to do during these difficult times. Now, a lot of people uh, don't know how to tame this. And you listening to this have the responsibility to educate those around you who don't know because you can improve their quality of life. And that starts with reaching out first. In this woman's scenario, she was so attached to her ring that she also attached to her existence, to her being. And we do that often. I've done that for a majority of my life. I didn't know any better though. And it wasn't until the last three to four years where I realized that my possessions are not who I am. My thoughts are not who I am. The things that I buy on every, every single day are not who I am. I am just consciousness. I'm just observing what's happening around me. And that is the best possible way of living. Now, I'm not saying that um, you should be oblivious of, of things because this is life, right? So things could happen to us. But knowing how to disengage from scenarios that cause us severe pain, it's imperative to living a fulfilling life and a happy life. <clears throat> Earlier on the show, I talked about suffering and pain. And pain is inevitable, guys. You're going to fall and you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to experience pain. Suffering is optional. It's a mindset. And suffering comes from underlying chronic illnesses like anxiety, fear, panic, trauma. And chronic suffering causes disease. Or in other words, dis-ease. Think about it. We constantly say the word, word disease. But what it means is you're living in dis-ease. It's unpleasant. We have to learn how to detach ourselves from our emotions. And the moment that we can't think greater than we can feel is the moment that we have no control over our lives and we spiral into panic. And this panic, unfortunately, leads us to live a life of chaos and suffering. And that is by a conscious choice, a thought, the very same thought that is the ego. If you can just replace some of, your, some of those thoughts with positivity, with things that don't define who you are, but just states of, uh, state of beings or conditions that can change, you now rise above that. At times of pain right now, I can't say that I've experienced something of this scope or stature in my lifetime. However, I've suffered greatly and... I've suffered because of my own inability to deal with it or not knowing better. 
and because I was tired of the suffering that I um, chose to reach out and learn what I didn't know to help me mitigate these uh, times. Guys, I think it's quite evident that we have a lot more power than we um, know or have been told. Growing up as a child, nobody tells you this stuff. Going to school, nobody tells you this stuff. And it's important that you take your own education to your own hands so you can improve the quality of your lives, but most importantly, improve the quality of the lives of those around you. I've, I've seen and I know a lot of wealthy people, a lot of successful people who in my eyes are not living with purpose and are constantly riddled with chronic illness and suffering. On the surface, they look like they're doing really great. But deep down, I know they're suffering. And a lot of this suffering can be alleviated by sharing and helping other people. So even if you don't have it figured out, let's say right now you don't know how to help yourself, right? You don't know what to do. My suggestion would be go help somebody who needs help because you'll know how to help them. If somebody can't bring the groceries in, go help them carry them in. If somebody can't do their own shopping for themselves, go do it for them. That's easy. You can do that. The problem, the solution are right in front of you. You don't have to think. It's already solved for you. So anytime you face this dilemma where you don't know how to help yourself, go help somebody else. And I promise you the answers to help yourself will come to you. That's just the way it works. And please, please, during these times, it's quite imperative that um, we rise above and help others. It's, it's, it's very important. And I'm really, really beating this because at a majority, majority of my life was filled with suffering in times of difficulty. And I wish I had somebody that would just help me. And this is why I take it so personally because I can actually feel with people. Um, again, I think it's important that um, we put ourselves, not only put our, ourselves aside if we are doing okay and help others, but if we can't even, but if we're at a position where we're struggling to help ourselves, we have a responsibility to improve our lives. By improving our lives, we can then improve the lives of those around us. And a lot of people will talk about how that's very, at times could be very selfish or narcissistic. No, it's not true. How could you help somebody when you can't even help yourself, right? You can't. So you have the responsibility to improve your life. Quit distracting yourself. Quit living a busy life with dopamine, oxytocin spikes that create uh, an artificial life that you were not born to live. And only in these times of stillness is when you can actually reflect. And then you then you ask yourself, well, what is this? What is this alone time? What, is, what are these thoughts I'm having? Then you realize who you truly are. Now, some of you play a lot of video games and distract yourself during these times, which I think is a terrible idea, by the way. I think you should use these times to improve yourself, improve your thoughts. Our thoughts create our reality. So it's important that on a daily basis, we think newer thoughts. 
I believe the the number is like 97,000 thoughts a day of which 90 some odd percent are the same thoughts as yesterday. So as you can imagine, if we don't have new thoughts on a daily basis, then we're going to keep living the same life over and over and over again. And this is 100% true. And I didn't know this. I didn't know these statistics until a couple of years ago. And it wasn't until then when I changed this way of thinking that my life started to, to get better. Now, I won't lie to you. At times, your life might get more difficult, but it's because you're going to start breaking through some walls that you had placed on yourself. Whether it's, your, it's a walls on your mind or your heart, those things will need to collapse for the true you to come out. That's, that's for today's episode, guys. I, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Uh, I know you have a lot of choices when it comes to uh, what you fill your time with. And uh, I respect that. So I, try to, I will always try to make you um, or give you uh, value and um, perspective that is going to improve your life. And I hope I did that today for you. Um, again, I just want to remind you that this movement is all organic and I depend on you as the listener to share if you got value from this episode, which hopefully you did. Um, I will be, um, probably doing episodes every week. It just really depends on, um, kind of the circumstances, but I think it's quite important right now that we take this time and do our part. And hopefully um, I am doing my part right now. With that said, um, I hope you have a great day, guys. Um, I hope things improve very soon, which I'm always, always very hopeful of. Uh, No matter how bad things get, they always will get better. That is just life. It always gets better. So stick with it and um, do your part. And I promise you, I promise you, you will make the difference. With that said, I will talk to you guys next week. Take care.